0: Hi everyone! Welcome to episode four of FPL Black Box, Coming to you after another international break. It seems like we've had just endless ones this year. It's been such a stop and start season uh, for me, and it's difficult when you're not doing as well as you'd like to be to keep having these breaks in. So you want to just get back on, back on with it, and you know get some more green arrows? Uh, but I enjoyed the game yesterday. I thought the I don't really understand the Nations League, but I thought the you know the last fifteen minutes of that match were better than any international friendlies I've seen in the last. Well, ever so, yeah, I was was quite quite happy with it. It was quite exciting, especially with the whole you know we were (laughs) it could have got relegated or promoted, um, you know, just in fifteen minutes. So yeah, it was it was good. Um, So a few things to talk about today. Um, I'm going to talk about my week. Last week finally ended a run of five green five red arrows. Finally got a green arrow uh, up to 180,000. I did it with just the template players like coming through for me. Really, Robertson got 12 points. Alonso got eight. Salah scored. Uh, Aguero scored. And actually, all the players that I've kind of got around the side, like Richarlison, Brooks, success on Altuve, didn't really do much. So, yeah, it's a funny one. You kind of try and play the. You want to kind of play the game differently. I know, sort of filled my team up with a couple of players who so I hoped would do well, but. You know they, have, they didn't really deliver, but you know they're cheap. I mean, success is only four point five, say five point one. Uh, you know they're not my my big hitters, so um, you know they need to keep they need to keep delivering really. And actually, a big hitter that I want to talk about today is uh, is Salah because I feel like Salah just he's been quite consistent. I mean, he's you know his last points have been eight two 15-8. 3-2-8, 2-2-8, 9-8, their scores for this season. I mean, they're all right, aren't they? I mean, the 15 is good. I mean, without that 15 at home to Cardiff, you know, you're looking at a ceiling of nine in one game. Um, I think that was the only only game they actually returned away from home as well, which is against Crystal Palace. And the fixtures aren't that great. I mean, they've got Watford away next. Then they've got Everton at home. That's a tough game to call. Uh, and then two away games, Burnley away, Bournemouth away, and then United at home. So I'm um, looking at Salah and thinking, wow, for 13 million, can I make better use of my money? And, you know, last, before the international break, the last one of these I did, I was talking about how I needed to get Sterling in. Um, I mean, now you look at it and you think, well, Sterling didn't score, Salah did score. And now suddenly you're thinking, oh, do I really want to make that move? When really two weeks ago, I was all for it. So I am considering taking Seller out. Still, uh, he he does tend to quite like playing against Watford, if it last season anything to go by. Um, so it's a, it is it's one of those moves which could always come back and bite you. But look at those fixtures, and I'm I'm not thinking about captaining him, you know, in in any of those games. I don't think so. Why should I be keeping a 13 million pound player sitting there? Uh, what you can do with the money is is really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking about a switch from Salah to, to Stirling, uh, you know, for, for City's you know, pretty good run of games. And the fact City can just blow anyone away. It's just one of those decisions, isn't it, which you always feel like could kind of define a season. You know, you sell Salah and then he goes to Watford and scores a hat-trick and, you know, you've kind of you've blown it all over again. But, you know, now might be the, the time to be bold um, and actually looking at Liverpool's you know, recent results and the way they're playing. I'm kind of thinking maybe the um, double up on the defence is the better way to go, uh, you know, and leave the kind of attacking spots for City who are just looking incredible. Uh, a lot of people are going for Laporte as their Man City defender of choice. I can completely see the logic of that. You know, he's, he's played every minute of their games. He's um, 6 million. So, you know, it's quite an easy switch. He's kept, oh, God knows how many clean sheets. Uh, well, seven, seven clean sheets in 12. not. I haven't kept one, haven't kept it in the last two, but you know, um, trouble is, I mean, his best score's eight. And I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to go with a really premium defense when I started, um, you know, is because you get the kind of, you, you don't just, you're not just relying on the, the clean sheets. You're also relying on the attacking returns. And that's what I think makes these defenders worth six or 7 million, the prospect of, of getting these, these really big scores, you know, 15, 16, 17 points for 6 million. With Laporte, I just don't see it. You know, he can score ahead or he could do what Otamendi did last year. But realistically, you're looking at clean sheets with him. He's not a very attacking player. He's not having loads of shots. He's not that kind of defender. So it doesn't make me want to make that switch. Uh, instead, I'm thinking about being a bit clever with my Mendy replacement um, and maybe going for someone like Gomez or Digne. Because it saves you a lot of money, and it means you can change the kind of focus of your team around a bit. So at the moment, you know, I'm very heavy in the back, um, you know, then kind of average, average in midfield with Salah, and then heavy up front. And if I take some money out of defence, that lets me really strengthen either my midfield or my strike force. Uh, so you know, taking taking Mendy and and Salah out for Sterling, um, and Dinier would would net me you know four million or something, and then I've got two million in the bank. As well. So it's it's quite tempting to spread the spread the funds around my team a bit. And it is it is worth considering a a play rather than Laporte, I think, as a Mendy replacement, just to see what else you can do with the team, particularly if you've got Alonso and and Robertson, I think. I think holding on three premium defenders, you know, you are quite reliant on them returning because it means you have to make sacrifices in other places. Uh, there's lots of good options in defence, I think, for, for cheaper prices. I think you've got people like Chilwell, um, who's, you know, played really well for England the other day, uh, getting forward a lot. I mean, if you look at his, um, you know, his heat map and things, he's he's playing really, really attacking. I mean, Doherty, if you haven't got him, I think is, you know, he's pretty close to essential. I mean, he's, he hasn't got any attacking returns in the last four games, but it's not for a want of trying. And with Huddersfield and Cardiff next... You know, you've got to feel like that. There's points, um, you know, coming coming pretty soon. Uh, you know, you've got uh, people like Keane, Michael Keane playing Everton. Uh, he's down to four point nine, so he's a little bit more expensive than Digne, but maybe a bit more nailed on. Pereira, Duffy. Um, you know, I think all of these players, or even someone like Van Aanholt. I mean, Crystal Palace's fixtures are, are, are a lot better after this Man United game. Burnley at home, Brighton away, West Ham away, Leicester at home, something like that. You know. Got, clearly got the potential for attacking returns. Should be a couple of clean sheets in there as well when Hodgson tightens them up. So I don't think that the switch from Mendy to Laporte is as easy as what a lot of people are making it out to be. I think there are definitely some other people to consider. So another player I want to talk about is uh, Tony Martial. And I haven't been Man U's biggest fan this year. I thought the um, the way they played against City was an absolute joke. I don't like what Mourinho's done with them over the last few years. Uh, I don't like what any manager's done with United over the last few years. They're just not the same team they were, you know, under Ferguson. It's, and it, you know, it is a real shame. Um, but it's hard to ignore Martial now. And I know not many people are. Uh, his ownership's gone up to 12%. He scored, you know, he scored in the last five games, got two against Chelsea. Um, there's a brilliant post I saw on Twitter, uh, you know, talking about how he's kind of overperforming his stats but really he is the main man in that man united team at the moment i I can't see him being dropped he's too important for the way they're playing Uh, and i mean the fixtures couldn't be better really for him crystal palace at home southampton away arsenal at home okay not not great then fulham at home i mean you know those three games palace southampton and fulham i'd be very surprised if he didn't deliver in those three games um so i'm i'm strongly considering uh, getting him in um, actually, uh, as part of a as part of a hit, uh, you know for 7.6 million, it's quite rare to have a Man United player in form for that kind of price. Uh, and yeah, I can't really see there being much risk with him if I'm being completely honest. Uh, he's even potential captain option this week when I don't think that the normal options of Salah and Aguero are really that that great if he can chug off this injury, then I think he's, you know, he's a really good player to get. And, you know, quite a few people have made the point that United players tend to snowball in price. So this is the time when you want to be trying to build up a bit of team value just before Christmas. I mean, he's, he, he was started at 7.5. He went down to 7.2, he's now back up to 7.6. So he's gone up in price since his original start. Um, you know, and if, I think if he gets another goal against Palace, then, you know, he could be looking at a double or triple rise after that so I think this is a good time to get him in if you're gonna if you're gonna do it I can see a potential banana skin coming up soon now these international breaks out of the way we enter a very exciting part of the season leading up to Christmas where there's just game after game after game uh, and your bench does actually become quite important now I've, I've never been a massive fan of having a particularly strong bench. You know, I think wan Bissaka is, is an amazing option for us this year, as is Bennett as well, because it's so cheap and they're playing and you know they're playing for teams who you can keep a clean sheet on their on their day. Um and I, but then I'm looking at I've now got Brooks who I'm actually really happy with because I think having a really strong first sub is important. And when I say really strong I'm not talking you know six seven million I'm talking about you know a five five point five million who you know, you can kind of call on it when you need to, can kind of rotate a bit with any players who have doubts or injuries or press conferences and that kind of thing. Um, having having that kind of player there, I think, is, is quite a sensible move. Uh, and then I've got wan and then I've got Obiang at the moment. But, you know, he can kind of become um, someone else, if I particularly if I sell Salah and, and Mendy. Um, so I'm looking at going into that with, you know, going into the, the upcoming fixtures with a pretty strong uh, team, pretty, pretty strong squad, really. Uh, and there's going to be rotation. There's going to be players that miss out. There's going to be knocks and niggles and all those kinds of things. So I think now is the time. If you've got a, if you've got transfers to burn, which you know you'd be lucky if you do, but it might be worth getting rid of some of your kind of fodder bench players. I think bringing in a a decent fifth midfielder is is a good strategy. I'm very happy with Brooks. I think you know the way Bournemouth are playing, they can score against anyone. The fixtures are absolutely dreadful, but. You know, I can not play him, but then if he comes on, uh, you never know what, what you might do. So I, I personally think Brooks is, is about as good as it gets for a, for a fifth midfielder. And I think more people should really be considering him, particularly because Fraser's now actually, but he's not expensive, but he's over six million in price. Uh, and, you know, I can see a lot of people aren't going to be wanting to play him over this run. So actually maybe downgrading him to Brooks and upgrading another midfielder to someone, you know, with better fixtures might be a good strategy. Yeah, so a bit, of a bit of a funny one this week in terms of um, black box thinking because actually things kind of went all right for me last week. Um, I am definitely considering a big shake-up of my team. Uh, I think there could be an eight or 12-point hit this week. Uh, you know, Mendy out, Obiang out, Success out, maybe Salah out. Uh, it is quite, it's quite exciting. Uh, it kind of depends on a bit of the injury news. I think if Doherty doesn't shake off this this injury that he's got, then I think the minus twelve. You know, might be coming into play. Um, if he does, then his price could be a minus eight. So that'd be something to talk about next week, wouldn't it? Now that's all gone. Uh, but I think that's that's about it for this week. I just wanted to give my thoughts on a few of these different players and some of the decisions people are making. I uh, hope you all have a good rest of your week and enjoy the weekend when it comes around. Thanks, everyone.